America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion health care industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you, my friends, are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. Do you ever have questions about your health? I do. I'm constantly learning about my health and trying to figure out how I can be as optimally well as possible in our day and age. And we have a lot of tools to help us get there. And those are some things we talk about on this program. Because why do we care? Well, we know that your physicians cannot help you. That means your insurance, for which you may be paying a monthly premium, is designed for sick care, disease management. It is not designed to make you healthy. The sooner you understand that, the sooner you can take matters into your own hands and start getting healthier today. First, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, where I work here in Las Vegas. We can be reached at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Also, like to thank the First Nation Medical Board that licenses practitioners of indigenous medicine, which includes all things alternative. First Nation Medical Board and the Turtle Healing Band Clinic are sponsored by the Crow Tribe of Indians. They have stepped forward to take jurisdiction over their practice of traditional medicine, which we refer to as indigenous medicine because they came here first and include such things as holistic medicine, complementary medicine, integrated medicine, and alternative medicine. If you have a question, you can always email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. I have other emails, but I've been using that one for well over 20 years, and it still works. So that one always gets to me. If we use your question on the air, I would love to give you something for free. I would love to give you a bottle of RBC blend that increases your circulating stem cells in your blood. There is no other product on the market that does that. Well, I should say there is one because one of the ingredients is available over the counter, but we do have our own proprietary blend for which we use this RBC blend to prepare our patients prior to having their blood drawn for a stem cell treatment, an autologous stem cell treatment, which means we're taking their blood from their body and concentrating the stem cells that we were able to obtain from them. Now, those stem cells do not naturally occur in your blood, and that's the trick. There's a proprietary process we use to harvest those cells and give them back to you in greater numbers that you can get from any other stem cell company out there, whether they're selling amniotic fluid cells or umbilical cord blood cells. Our concentrated cells are much, much higher, and they come from you, so they're perfectly safe. We've never had a bad reaction outcome in using it in well over 10 years now. So that bottle costs around $100, including shipping, and it's free to you if you email me a question that we use on the air. Feel free to email me at any time. I answer your question whether we use it on the air or not, but if we use it on the air, I will send you a bottle of RBC Blend for free. That's a month supply. Well, we're going to talk about some things which I hope are interesting to you. As always, we like to review obituaries. People who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally, and I say locally here in Las Vegas and in Reno, Nevada, as well as internationally. Other things we're going to be talking about today on the program is cancer. We're going to be talking about some things that relate to that, which I hope will help better inform you 
about some of the things that are going on out there with the current events. And finally, I want to get back to olive leaf extract, olive power. We started talking about that on last week's show and we didn't finish it. So we have a lot more to say about olive, the olive leaf, including the studies that have been done with it. It's a fascinating product and we'll be getting to that a little later in the show. But first, let's get going here with our list of obituaries. We do this because the life expectancy in the U.S. is declining every year. For the past three years, soon to be four years, once we have the statistics in from 2018, first time in the history of the United States. That's pretty remarkable. We're going to set a new record for declining average life expectancy in the United States. The quality of our health care is dropping as well. We're somewhere around 46 around the world. Hard to believe when we could easily be number one. We should be number one, but we're not focused on health. We're focused on treating, managing disease. And that's the rub. Well, currently, the average life expectancy in the United States is about 78.5 years of age. If you're a woman, it's about 81. If you're a man, it's about 76. Remember, the last time we had a decline in life expectancy was during the years 1916 to 1918, when we had the World War I and the so-called flu pandemic, which we've talked about on this flow. We call it on the show in the past. We call it the dumb, dumb doctor pandemic because they were prescribing anti-inflammatories in record amounts and causing bleeding pneumonia and killing people around the world. Millions died during that so-called flu pandemic, not just here, but around the world. Well, we'll get started, and then we'll finish this after the break. First, we have a 52-year-old woman, a culinary chef, who died suddenly while on a family vacation. That usually means sudden heart attack, sudden death from heart attack. 68-year-old man, a glazier by trade, passed away. A 69-year-old woman passed away at her home and was preceded in death by her identical twin sister. We have a 69-year-old man, a Vietnam veteran and Marine, passed away. A 70-year-old man in telecommunications died suddenly from a pulmonary embolism after shoulder surgery. Surgery has side effects as well. A lot of people do not come out of the hospital or surgery alive. So say your prayers if you're going in for surgery. I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion. We've come back from the break. So please, my friends, stay right with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Gimme, gimme candy. Give me, gimme, gimme candy. Gimme candy, USA. Gimme candy, sunburst, chocolate rocks, salted caramel pretzel bites, dark chocolate expressos, chocolate pistachios, gimme candy coated almonds, hot rocks, and Nevada rocks. Gimme candy, everyone loves gimme candy. Get gimme at 7-Elevens, Reno, Incline Village, Truckee, Sparks, Sun Valley, and Carson City. Gimme, gimme candy. Thanks for a great year. Visit gimme candy, 405 Edison Way, Reno. Gimme candy in 7-Eleven. Gimme, gimme candy. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. 
Visit StopTechStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P. always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions, but mostly to empower you, the listener, with information you can use to make better informed health care decisions. Why do we do that? Because I want you, my friends, to be smarter than your doctors. You didn't know that your doctors are dumb, but they are. They are dumb in some areas. They do not know anything about health. And so that's why you have to take matters into your own hands. They're very good when it comes to their scientific practice of surgical intervention or drug prescription, but they don't know anything about nutrition, about heavy metal or environmental toxicities, about allergies. Even cancer screening is rudimentary at best. I say that because I know that these doctors do not use specialty labs. We use all kinds of specialty labs to give you the information you need, a broader picture of where you're at. I just had a conversation today with a breast cancer patient of mine, and we're going to be following up on her tomorrow with the local labs, but we also follow her Nagalase. There's only one lab in the country that checks Nagalase and enzyme produced by cancer to prevent your immune system from doing its job. We also check her cancer antibodies. Again, only one lab in the entire country does that test, and we need to know how the patients are responding to treatment. Is your body recognizing and making antibodies to cancer? We've recommended that test recently to some other patients who, well, they have a history of cancer in their family, strong cancer is becoming every day, seemingly soon, it will overtake the number one disease throughout the world, heart disease, but cancer's right behind it. And so when you do the cancer antibody test, guess what? It's predictive as well. That means we can tell up to a year and a half advance if your body's recognizing and making antibodies to cancer before it manifests itself pathologically, which can now be detected by a X-ray, CAT scan, MRI, PET scan, etc. We can check your blood and we can treat it. And we've done that with patients and they have responded very successfully to natural therapies using such things as Orosal, a Nagalase inhibitor, using such thing as, well, frequency, light, and sound. We have a combination by, that we use in our clinic to address those issues and the patients respond very well. We have a current study we're doing internally, whereby the cancer patients who had elevated cancer antibodies that we have treated so far, 100% have responded by putting those cancer antibodies into normal range. We're going to talk a little bit more about cancer, but first, we need to finish our review of obituaries. People who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Remember the range of age is 76 for a man and 81 for a woman. That's in the U.S. Could be higher, could be lower, depending on where you're living around the world, but that's what it is here in the good old U.S. of A. So continuing on with the local people who died here in Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada, just this past week, we have a 71-year-old man who passed away in his home after battling cancer for the second time. 71-year-old woman who passed away peacefully just moments before her husband in her home. And we have a 70-year-old man who passed away peacefully in his home just moments after his wife died. 76-year-old woman, a nurse, died unexpectedly. A 76-year-old woman, a mathematician, passed away from cancer. Now, when we say unexpectedly, that usually means sudden death from heart attack. So let me clarify uh, that. 76-year-old woman, a nurse, passed away from cancer. 77-year-old woman, a nurse, passed away at home. 
a lot of nurses this last week. And here's another one. 77-year-old woman, a nurse, passed away after battling a brief illness. 77-year-old man, an architect, passed away from complications of dementia. Remember, there are three different types of dementia, which means you're losing your mind. Three different types of dementia, which include vascular, not getting enough blood flow to the brain, Lewy bodies, which is something that we diagnose on autopsy, and Alzheimer's disease. Remember, Alzheimer's is only one of three different types of dementia. 77-year-old man, a sociologist and university teacher, passed away due to complications of vascular disease. 77-year-old woman who worked in a hotel passed away from Alzheimer's disease. That usually means complications of Alzheimer's disease. 80-year-old woman passed away two and a half years after her second cancer diagnosis. 81-year-old woman who worked in a thrift shop died after a lengthy battle with Alzheimer's disease. And that can last for years, unfortunately. Interestingly, there are studies that show there is a connection between Alzheimer's and parasites. There is a lab that we use that can check for parasites. We're doing that right now with a couple of our patients because we're concerned that they may have some issues. You can tell from your blood count, you may not know this, I'm sure your doctor doesn't, but now you do. When you look at your complete blood count, look at the eosinophils. If they're greater than 4%, then your index of suspicion should be raised for parasites because that's what the lab uses as a risk factor. Just thought you would like to know that. We have an 81-year-old man, a race car driver who is actually very successful in his career. He passed away from complications of progressive supranuclear palsy. That's often mistaken for Parkinson's disease, but it is a separate diagnosis. 82-year-old woman who passed away due to complications from stroke and diabetes. You know, 82-year-old woman who passed away after a battle with Alzheimer's. Going back to progressive supranuclear palsy, one of the differences between that and Parkinson's is with the former, you do a lot more falling. You may have some shuffling with Parkinson's, you may have some tremors, but you're not going to be losing your balance the way you are with progressive supranuclear palsy. Well, next, let's look at the international deaths of celebrity notables. These are people who died just last week all around the world, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. First, we have Michael Sleggs, an English actor. He died at 33 years of age from heart failure. That might have been a very interesting case. We'd love to know more about how such a young man died from heart failure. Sometimes, if you have a viral condition such as cytomegalovirus, CMV, that can cause a cardiomyopathy and heart failure. Vincent Lambert, French, right to die figure. He died at 42 years of age from starvation. Greg Johnson, Canadian ice hockey player and 1994 Olympic silver medalist, died at 48 years of age in his home. Noel Whelan, Irish politician and writer, died at 50 years of age from a short illness. James Small, a South African rugby player, died at 50 years of age after a heart attack. Hector Figueroa. American labor leader, died at 57 years of age from a heart attack. M.J. Radhakrishnan, Indian cinematographer, died at 61 years of age from a heart attack. Lucette Lagnado, Egyptian-born American journalist for the Wall Street Journal who battled cancer as a teenager, died at 62 years of age. Denise Nickerson, American actress, died at 62 years of age from pneumonia and a blood clot to the lung. She previously suffered a stroke one year ago. We have Richard Carter, Australian actor, died at 65 years of age after a brief illness. Philip Freelon, American architect for the National Museums and Centers, died at 67 years of age from amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Theodore Egg, Ivorian politician and minister of culture, died at 67 years of age from cancer. Brendan Grace, Irish comedian and singer, died at 68 years of age from lung cancer. Zahind Tahira, Indian-born Pakistani actress, died at 70 years of age from complications due to a heart attack. Robert Christian, American Roman Catholic priest and bishop of San Francisco, died at 70 years of age unexpectedly, usually from sudden heart attack. Don't forget that. Russell Smith, American singer-songwriter, died at 70 years of age after a lengthy battle with 
cancer. Rod Richards, Welsh politician, leader of the Welsh Conservative Party, died at 72 years of age after a long battle with cancer. Some are short, some are long, but you can see they're usually dying from cancer or heart attack. John Bailey, Irish politician and county council member, died at 74 years of age from a motor neuron disease or ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. We mentioned that earlier for someone else. Lavinia Paderath, Fijian politician and president of the Labor Party, died at 74 years of age in the hospital after a short illness. Jerry Lawson, American engineer, pioneered video game cartridges, died at 75 years of age from diabetes complications. Diabetes causes hardening of the arteries. Hardening. That can actually be treated with chelation therapy. I remember somebody when I was young who was about to have their leg amputated. My father, who was also a doctor, treated him even then in my youth with chelation therapy. EDTA, which is an FDA-approved prescription drug, helped to remove heavy metals, but it also helps to improve the flexibility of your arteries and thereby treat arteriosclerosis of diabetes. Every diabetic should be treated, even preemptively, with chelation therapy, in my opinion. Robert Rackstraw, American pilot and criminal suspect in the D.B. Cooper case. In fact, we believe he was D.B. Cooper, died at 75 years of age from a heart condition. Dinger Ferrat, Turkish politician, died at 76 years of age from lung cancer. Nurio Laroni, Italian politician, mayor of Venice, died at 76 years of age from complications due to heart surgery. There's another medical mistake, the third leading cause of death in this country. Tony Bamante, American historian, American historian, who exposed corruption in law enforcement, died at 77 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Noam Healy Nikonie, South African actress, died at 77 years of age in the hospital after a short illness. Paulo Amarim, Brazilian journalist, died at 77 years of age from a heart attack. And finally, Jim Bhutan, American baseball player and writer, died at 80 years of age from dementia, described as cerebral amyloid angiopathy. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, but listen to the Royal Treatment. We have just reviewed the obituaries of people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had here locally and around the world. We're going to be talking about cancer when we come back from the break. So please, my friends, stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Hi everybody, this is Sharon Oran and I'm here for Coffee with Sharon, the newest, hottest radio show at Northern Nevada. So why don't you join me on Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on my new weekly show when we're going to have everybody that is somebody and everybody that you didn't know was somebody joining me over here for a Coffee with Sharon, talking about Northern Nevada, our local politics, and what's happening in all of the state. So tune in Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. I'll be here, will you? Brought to you in part by Michael's Reno Power Sports. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. 
So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. It was very hard for me, but Ms. Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You have been listening to The Royal Treatment, and we have more to say during the second half of this show. But first, I want to talk a little bit about colostrum. We use colostrum in our practice for a lot of patients. The reason we use colostrum is because it provides passive antibodies. It is not milk. You're not allergic to colostrum. Nobody is. But somebody, some people think that. It's milk, and it's not. Colostrum is what's produced first from the breast prior to milk, and that's what gives immunity to mammals. There are some animals, if they don't get it, they will die. They need the antibodies they can get from mother's milk or colostrum. Now, there have been some studies recently that have indicated that colostrum might be more harmful than good because it has some growth factors, such as IGF-1. We check that in the blood, a type of growth hormone. Personally, I haven't seen patients who've been in, able to increase their IGF-1 or growth hormone without using the injectable. Nothing over the counter is going to work. And so I'm not sure where they're getting the information from because as you get older, your growth hormone, along with other hormones, declines. So if the article were actually true, that increased levels of IGF-1 increase your risk of cancer, that means all the youth that are in the early stages of growing, up to about 18 years of age, are at the highest risk of cancer. And we know that that is simply not true. Here's a study that said increasing attention is being paid to chemo-preventive agents for individuals at high risk of cancer. We have concentrated on bovine lactoferrin, which is found in colostrum abundantly. It's also present in your tears, saliva, seminal, and uterine secretions. However, only a little is known regarding its influence on carcinogenesis. In this article, they talk about the fact that colostrum is not carcinogenic, but possesses multifunctional potential to suppress cancer and is a good candidate for practical application in humans. What's interesting about studies is you can find a study that supports you and you can find a study that opposes you and you're going to have to make up your mind. I love the studies that say, well, we really can't make a conclusion. It's just a theory and therefore send us more money, please. It's a perpetual ongoing business that never wants to reach a conclusion because, well, then they're out of a job. But that's why many studies um, are more intellectual fascination than they are actual conclusions upon which we can hang our hats. But there is a good article that is written on the subject of colostrum I wanted to share with you. Now, if you want to copy this article, I actually have one in much more detail uh, with the references that I will send to you. So feel free to email if you'd like to copy this article at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. So let's go through this. Many people have expressed concerns about insulin-like growth factor, IGF-1. We just talked about that. That is present in bovine colostrum should be noted that there is no evidence that drinking milk or colostrum causes cancer. 
Colostrum contains bioidentical IGF-1 growth hormone, along with other growth factors. Confusion and concern surrounding this issue arose with the development and use of synthetic DNA recombinant technology growth hormone in the milk industry. That's where the real risk comes from, using synthetic hormones that all come with risk factors. I had this discussion yesterday with the patient line who's taken levothyroxine. Many of you may be taking levothyroxine or Synthroid. Seems like it's innocuous, just a little thyroid, but you know what? There is no active thyroid in that synthetic drug. That's why we like the natural product. The, the difference is with the natural product, you have to take that thyroid twice a day. Why? Because T3 has a short half-life, 8 to 12 hours. And so if you're going to get the benefit of active thyroid, you have to take it twice a day. Now, if you want to take a pill once a day, you can take T4, inactive thyroid, known as levothyroxine or Synthroid. Guess what? If your body doesn't convert T4 to T3 in your liver or elsewhere, T3, T4 can accumulate in your brain and you can develop symptoms similar to multiple sclerosis. So it is not innocuous. And if it's not being converted, my friends, you have a problem. You need to switch to natural thyroid that has no side effects, by the way. Getting back to colostrum, the recombinant growth hormone, synthetic, is artificial and is used to increase milk yield in commercial dairy cows. That's why they give it to them. The biotech company Genetech discovered and subsequently patented a gene in the 1970s. Monsanto licensed Genetech's patent in 1979 and received FDA approval in 1993 and launched a brand named product, Posolac, in 1994. Monsanto, which is a chemical business, sold its business or its IGF-1 business to Eli Lilly and Company, which is a pharmaceutical company. The mechanism of action for this synthetic product is to artificially extend the duration of peak milk production by manipulating the enzyme-like growth factor system, which is then upregulated. In terms of animal welfare, it increases the incidence of mastitis, foot problems, injection site reactions, and reproductive disorders. And thus, the European Union and Canada have rejected its use. Many dairies in the United States continue to use it to increase milk yields between 10 and 15%. Is it worth it? The effects of recombinant bovine growth hormone on human health are subject to ongoing debate, and inclusive research is fueling the debate. Growth hormone is a potent stimulator of IGF-1 production. IGF-1 is a hormone that increases cellular repair, growth, and regeneration. In general, cellular regeneration would not be possible without IGF-1 and other growth factors. Or in other words, we would die if we could not regenerate skin cells every seven days or bone cells every seven years. And mostly, we produce growth hormone when we sleep at night. IGF-1 just happens to be the best means or most stable means of evaluating growth hormone in your blood. The American Cancer Society reviewed the data regarding IGF-1 in milk from cows that had been treated with the synthetic recombinant product. Their conclusion was this. While there may be a link between IGF-1 blood levels and cancer, the exact nature of the link remains unclear. Some studies have shown that adults who drink milk have about a 10% higher level of IGF-1 in their blood than those who drink little or no milk. But this same finding has also been reported in people who drink soy milk. This suggests that the increase in IGF-1 may not be specific to cow's milk and may be caused by protein, minerals, or some other factors in milk unrelated to the recombinant hormone, BGH, bovine growth hormone. There have been no direct comparisons of IGF-1 levels in people who drink ordinary cow's milk versus milk stimulated by RBG. At this time, it is not clear that drinking milk produced with or without RBGH treatment increases blood IGF-1 levels into a range that might be of concern regarding cancer risk or other health effects. IGF-1 concentrations are slightly higher. It varies depending on the study. In milk from cows treated with RBGH than in untreated milk, this variably is presumed to be much less than the normal range of variation of IGF-1 in cows milk due to natural factors, but more research is needed. There's that statement again. More research is needed. Please send us money so we can make a conclusion. The misguided belief that IGF-1 increases the growth of cancer cells, and this is why some practitioners are hesitant to recommend colostrum to their patients. Imagine that. 
They're concerned about a natural product. They have no problem prescribing synthetic drug with side effects. Drugs approved for one thing, but a hundred things can go wrong. No problem. A few key points to remember are this. Both milk and colostrum contain IGF-1. Both have been consumed worldwide for millennia. The amount of orally consumed IGF-1 that is absorbed by the human body is negligible compared to the quantity produced by the body on its own naturally. Many cells, even cancer cells, produce their own IGF-1. That's how they keep growing. All cells have IGF-1 receptors. Colostrum has not been shown to increase IGF-1 levels in blood serum. As I said earlier, you have to work pretty hard at that. You have to take it by injection if you want to see an increase in IGF-1 in your blood. Cows supplying colostrum are certified, healthy, hormone-free in the colostrum that we use in our clinic. And keep in mind, despite conflicting data, recombinant DNA technology employed to make the synthetic growth hormone utilizes plant cells, which create non-bioidentical amino acids. Conversely, mammalian amino acids and meat, milk, and blood products are bioidentical. Cancer is a failure of the body to detect and destroy disease, damaged cells. Cancer is not genetic or inevitable. The cells that turn cancerous must be damaged. And this is usually from viral infections or from environmental toxins that cause leaky gut syndrome and a malfunctioning of the immune system. Almost all cancer cells show an unusual amount of viral RNA indicating infection of various forms of viruses. Colostrum can help in this regard. First, the immune modulating components such as immunoglobulins, antibodies, lactoferrin, cytokines, and proline-rich polypeptides assist in the destruction of pathogens. For invaders, either directly or by signaling the immune system's own defenses. These proline-rich polypeptides increase natural killer cell activity by more than 40 times normal amounts and increase macrophage and T-cell activity, which help identify and destroy cancer cells. Second, in the gut, growth factors heal and prevent intestinal permeability by repairing and regenerating epithelial or skin cells, thereby restoring the tight junctions between the cells. This effectively precludes toxic gut contents from escaping in the bloodstream and listening an immune response and thereby healing leaky gut syndrome. Well, we have more we're going to say about cancer, and I still want to get to olive leaf extract. Come back with the break. We're going to talk about how vitamin C and an antibiotic combo can kill cancer cells. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Listen to The Royal Treatment. Stay right with us. Can your own stem cells heal you? The miracle of life begins when an egg and a sperm unite. They form a single stem cell. Stem cells will keep dividing until directed by the body to become something else. Natural occurring stem cells can be found in all tissues of your body. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Dr. Royal has developed a unique patent pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Are you a cancer patient in remission who needs rejuvenation for optimal health and wellness? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. This is Clarence Collins, producer of Keith Gallagher Jr.'s Music and a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tune in every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. to hear Keith Music on the Music Path Show. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Beefies, the best little diner in the biggest little city. Cheeseburgers extraordinaire, chili cheese omelets, and the best milkshakes in Midtown and Reno. Beefies, try the full Beefies menu and beer on tap. Beefies, South Virginia at Arroyo. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Hi, I'm Hector Larson, and this is my point of view. As a student aspiring to become an attorney, one of the main issues I find in the current justice system is the inconceivable amount of inmates in prison for drug crimes. Over 1.6 million people were incarcerated in 2017 for drug law violations. Over 1.3 million of them were for possession alone. 
Although it may be more than justified to imprison somebody for drug distribution or trafficking them over the border, as they perpetrate many of the drug issues in the US, to go to prison for simply having a joint on you is absurd. We spend 47 plus billion dollars on the drug epidemic annually. If we were to stop possession arrests, it would only be 6.9 billion dollars. We cannot soundly put these people into cells next to seasoned criminals as they are not even in the same realm of disobedience. This is not only absurd, but may cause a higher probability of them becoming true criminals themselves. This has been Hector Larson's point of view. Take care. Hi everybody, this is Sharon Oran with Coffee with Sharon. Remember, every Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., come join me and my guest. Who will it be? Surprise! Brought to you in part by Michael's Reno Power Sports. I'll be here. Will you? This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you, my friends, are listening to The Royal Treatment. Remember, if you have a question and you want to email me, please send it to droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. You can also call me. If you would like to reach me here in Las Vegas or make an appointment, the number is 702-562-1454. That's the Turtle Healing Man Clinic at 702-562-1454. Now we're going to continue our discussion on cancer. Here's some interesting facts I'd like to share with you before we talk about the vitamin C antibiotic combo. A third of patients with lymphoma or myeloma had depression which was associated with an increased risk of premature death. Good to have a positive attitude about all things in life, but it's not easy when you have cancer and the people around you with cancer are dying. I've had patients who've gone to oncologist offices and won't go back because everybody is sick and dying and they look it, and that's not very healthy for the positive outlook. A marital status survival hierarchy for breast cancer is as follows. Those who are married have the best chance of survival. Those who are single have an intermediate chance. And those who are divorced, separated, or widowed have the worst chance. Why is that? The number one stress in life is death. But second to that is divorce. And close to that would be, well, separation. Of course, if you're widowed, you've experienced death. So that is going to affect you. Work on your positive attitude. There are ways in which you can do that. There are programs out there to help you. Personal Power by Tony Robbins is an excellent 30-day program that I highly recommend, mostly because it helps you to set goals and attach emotions to those goals. But it can turn your life around if that is what you need. Don't give up hope, my friends. You might give up hope if all you had to depend on was conventional medicine because they do not cure anything. They treat everything and cure nothing. You're going to have to take matters into your own hands. Don't forget that. Empower yourself with information. That's why we're here today to help you do just that. German researchers concluded that almost 60% of new drugs approved in that country from 2011 to 2017, including many cancer drugs, did not represent an improvement over existing therapies for the same indications. Now they have to keep producing new drugs because, well, the patents run out, and then they become generic. So you have to keep reinventing yourself. But you can't trust those people. We talked about that before on this program. A pharmaceutical company, the biggest scandal of all time, in my opinion, Novartis in Switzerland, was found to be putting a cancer-causing agent in their blood pressure medicine, Losartan. The number ninth most prescribed drug in this country. Over 49 million prescriptions were written for it in 2016. The damage has been done. Oh, we're going to recall our product. We're going to take it back. I bet you didn't get that memo. They're not being held accountable. That's assault battery. It's manslaughter if people die. And if it's intentional, it's murder. People should be going to jail. Country of Switzerland should hang their head in shame. Where's the FDA protecting us, doing the random screening that should be done 
against these pharmaceutical manufacturers that are allowing contaminants like that to be in a blood pressure medicine, 8,800 times the acceptable limit. And how many doses did those patients take of that? We don't know. But the only reason we found that out was because an independent online pharmacy does their own screening by using a machine that can detect those kinds of things. And they discovered it by serendipity. That's how the scandal broke. It's called mass spectrometry. That's the technology they need. Do we need that in our own home? Do we need to be testing our own drugs because the FDA is not screening it for us? Well, it may come to that, or we're going to have to depend on independence, like this Valisure is the name of the online compound pharmacy that found it for us. Regular consumption of sugary drinks, including 100% fruit juice, may increase a person's risk of developing cancer. Why is that? Well, because cancer loves sugar. It loves sugar, and it requires about 20 times more sugar than your normal cells. So try to have some balance in your life. Don't overdose on, on fruit juice. When I drink fruit juice, I cut it in half with soda water. You could do the same. Maternal obesity may increase the risk of childhood cancer. Those are just some facts to think about. All right, let's talk about vitamin C, an antibiotic combo that can kill cancer cells. Researchers have shown that a combination of antibiotics and vitamin C can destroy cancer stem cells before they promote the growth of fatal tumors. We're big believers in synergy, using things in combination. We're not big believers in the magic pill, even the magic treatment. We like to use things in combination. For example, I had a patient in my office today. She's doing a combination of our light, sound, frequency, which has been shown to lower cancer antibody levels in Nagalase, but she's also using the Oracel prescription product, the Nagalase inhibitor, because that has been shown to work very well in patients who use it, reducing Nagalase by in over 80% of the patients in the first month and over 90% in the second month. Researchers in the United Kingdom may have found a way to destroy cancer cells with the combination of vitamin C and antibiotics. A University of Salford research team made use of a new experimental approach to knock out these stem cells that spur the expansion of fatal tumors. The research was recently published in the journal OncoTarget. The antibiotic used in the research is doxycycline. In fact, I prescribed doxycycline for some of my breast cancer patients recently because it has been shown to help prevent the spread of cancer. Doxycycline is a very interesting antibiotic, it's the tetracycline, but we use it for malaria prevention. We use it for acne, and we use it for infections. It's also used long-term for the treatment of Lyme disease. The application of ascorbic acid, also known as vitamin C, following the application of doxycycline, the antibiotic, unexpectedly proved quite effective in destroying cancer cells in lab conditions. I love when things are unexpected. We call that serendipity. Just like the cancer-causing drug found in Larsartan by Valisher. That was unexpected serendipity. Think of this two-pronged attack as similar to a boxer pummeling his opponent with two successive blows, a right-hand jab, complemented by a left-hand uppercut. The University of Salford Research Team states their method provides a new explanation for the prevention of cancer cell expansion to the point that they become resistant to treatment. Their work conducted at Salford's Biomedical Research Center will also help determine how combination therapies can be used to best overcome cancer cell resistance to drugs. The professor of the study commented that it has helped his team to understand how some cancer cells remain unaffected by chemotherapy and prove resistant to drugs. His team suspected the solution was rooted in the fact that specific cancer cells, referred to as metabolically flexible, are capable of switching their fuel source. When the application of the drug treatment decreases the availability of a specific nutrient, these flexible cells are capable of feeding themselves through an alternative energy source. The research team's use of the new combination approach, doxycycline and vitamin C, stops cancer cells from altering their diet and basically starves them. These cancers are prevented from using any other types of biofuels that might be available. Metabolic inflexibility was induced by adding doxycycline and the antibiotic in incrementally higher doses across a period of three months. The result left the cancer cells alive, yet they were in a depleted state of existence, making them that much more susceptible to a lack of sustenance through a follow-up metabolic punch 
of sorts. The research team hindered tumor cell mitochondria, which provides energy for the cancer cell with the restriction of cancer cells to glucose as a source of fuel. The team then removed the glucose and starved the cancer cells until they perished. In this instance, vitamin C functions as a means of inhibiting glycolysis that spurs energy production within mitochondria, which is considered the cell's nucleus. The research showed that vitamin C is upwards of 10 times more effective at halting cancer cell growth than other pharmaceutical-like treatments. The research team reports that the combination of vitamin C with an antibiotic, doxycycline in this case, proves about 100 times more effective at combating cancer than some pharmaceutical treatments, the one in which they used, and this was 2-DG. The beauty of this treatment approach partially lies in the fact that vitamin C and doxycycline are both non-toxic, so there will be minimal, if any, side effects. The research team also pinpointed eight additional drugs that used a follow-up attack after the application of the antibiotic. And these include such things as berberine, a completely natural product, along with some low-cost drugs that are non-toxic, yet FDA approved for what that's worth. This one-two combination will also likely be used as an add-on to traditional therapies in order to stop the recurrence of tumors, the progression of disease, and the onset of secondary malignant growth. That is if your oncologist is open to alternative therapies. All right, but well, we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about olive power, and we only have a little bit of time. But I wanted to mention that there was a 2009 study that olive extracts may help gastric flora by selectively reducing the levels of Helicobacter pylori and Campylobacter jejuni. Further, have you heard of Candida albicans yeast, which naturally occurs in the body, but when overgrown causes many health problems, including, including bloating, foggy thinking, rashes, and lethargy or fatigue. In an interesting case report made by the Department of Psychology at the University of Canterbury, Christchurch, New Zealand, olive leaf extract and probiotics were used to help patients not only reduce candida albicans, but to make a healthy medium for nutrient absorption. The title of the study was, Could Yeast Infections Impair Recovery from Mental Illness? A case study using micronutrients and olive leaf extract for the treatment of ADHD and depression. Remember, if you have candida in your gut, it prevents or minimizes the absorption of nutrients. It's very important that we address that. And we can do that through a stool test. We do that through a company that we are working with on a regular basis. I'm Dr. Dan Royals into the Royal Treatment. We'll be back next week. But until then, my friends, you be well.